The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of into the net fc the soccer talk discussion segment of the bear of texas podcast i am the host the bear of texas and ladies and gentlemen it is time to discuss the champions league round of 16 draw and i promise you that unlike uefa i will spare the drama i will spare the stress i'll spare the frustration to the best of my ability at least because god Damn it. Like, it just had to. I mean, more drama, more crap coming up out of UEFA. And quite frankly, it's not the first time that UEFA has caused major controversy that has been met with serious, intense backlash. I mean, Real Madrid is not too pleased about it. Even Manchester City supporters are not too pleased with it. Originally, Manchester United supporters were unhappy about being paired up with Paris Saint-Germain. I'll be honest. Every year, I'm sure there's all these supporters of, of certain clubs that are not happy about being paired up with a certain club because they expect to go with the easy club, but instead they're paired off with a big heavyweight. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so, so I guess... Uh, Anyway, before I go, before I bash them too hard, I guess I should I should remind them that almost any decision they make, whether even if it's a good one, people are still going to be pissed off. But uh, but as far as UEFA goes, over the years they've caused you know enough controversy to uh, be met with intense backlash each time, and and quite frankly, due to their track record and history, which speaks for itself, you could just simply say that there's nothing that they can do that'll make them be trustworthy again because nobody will ever trust them again. So, that's that. UEFA can't be trusted. That's been the case for probably well over 50 years, right? <laughs> Alright, anyway. You know, when I saw that it had to be redone, I was just really thinking in my head, What the fuck, man? Why does this, why does this shit have to happen? I mean, come on. Can't we be spared this, the drama for once? Because, you know, when I first saw the results, I was like, okay, this is actually something very interesting. And I was not speaking from a fan's perspective. 
Okay, well, I was speaking from a fan's perspective. Probably 10% of it was, was fan's perspective. But the other 90% of it was from a sports writing perspective. Because these huge matches gives me stories to write about and things to talk about on this show. Okay? So I was feeling grateful, in a sense. Uh, you know what? No. I was grateful 250%. 250%. I was super grateful. Because, you know, th this is the original draw, okay? Well, th th these are the original results. You had Benfica versus Real Madrid, although th this one's kind of like, meh. Manchester City versus Villarreal, meh. Atletico Madrid versus Bayern Munich, that's definitely something, uh, that's, that's definitely an attention getter, although everybody would already be, be convinced that Bayern Munich is going to destroy Atletico Madrid. So at least, that, but still, Atletico and Bayern Munich is definitely a game that I would have to, I would have kept my eye out. On. And there's that. Then there's Liverpool versus FC Salzburg. So I'm like, meh. I mean, it's Liverpool. I mean, obviously they're the favorite. But then we get to Inter Milan and Ajax. Another attention getter right there. Another match that I would definitely have had my eye kept on. Juventus versus Sporting CP. Well, anything could happen. Chelsea versus Lille. Hmm. Even though I would have, I would have originally probably said meh. You know what? Lille actually won their group, and they're going against Chelsea, the defending champions, who finished second in their group after drawing against Zenit St. Petersburg in their final game. I mean, imagine this. I mean, Lille could pull off the upset. You never know. I mean, Chelsea is obviously heavily favored because of the talent, and of course, they're managed by none other, none other than the great Thomas Tuchel. You know, and you know, and Chelsea. You know, Chelsea is really you know like that club. You know. You know, Lille is basically, they have nothing to lose, but, anyway, but, Lille is definitely at a disadvantage, but Lille, you never know. You never know. And then finally, we get to Paris Saint-Germain versus Manchester United. You know, that is the ultimate attention getter right there, because when you think of those two clubs going at it, there's two names that come to mind, and that means one thing's coming to mind. Lionel Messi versus Cristiano Ronaldo. Goat versus Goat. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a match for the ages. Although, technically, it's a rematch from the 2019 Champions League when the two clubs met in the round of 16, and Manchester United, despite all odds, managed to get through courtesy of a late penalty, which allowed Manchester United to eliminate Les Parisiens via aggregate. You keep in mind, the second game was in Paris, and, well, Manchester United, that penalty, I mean... That was uh, coughed up by President Kipembe because of a hand handball, and you can't argue that handball. I mean, I I love President Kipembe. I have tremendous respect for him, but he did in fact commit a handball. I mean, whether it was intentional or not, it doesn't matter. The bottom line is he did it. So that's that. Marcus Rashford took the penalty for the Red Devils, converted, and and boom, the Red Devils went to the quarterfinals. So so that was the original draw. And then, for some reason, they had to redo the draw, and according to sources, it was a technical failure. You know, huh. Well, that's very, very interesting. Or technical, yeah, technical error. Or some, something going on with the computers. I mean, whatever it was, something happened, and they had to, they had to, they had to redo the draw. But, whether it was a technical error, or, you know, 
mechanical failure, whatever. The bottom line is, it brought up unwanted attention, it stirred up major controversy, it brought up unwanted drama, and god damn it, it's bad enough that we are in a freaking pandemic already. It's drama after drama after drama, you know, granted from the United States where I am, to Europe, to whatever, I mean, haven't we had enough already when it comes to unwanted drama, for god's sake? That's the mentality right there. Enough with the unwanted drama, because having drama in your life is not a good thing. I mean, enough. Enough, enough, enough. We don't need unwanted drama in our lives, okay? So, the draw re retakes place, of course. And, I mean, I'll be honest, the results from the second time is not the worst results because it brought up, a, it brought up even more uh, interesting matches. You know, I should mention that that one match actually did not change. It did not change. And that's Chelsea versus Lille. I wonder how Chelsea supporters... I wonder... I really wonder what they have to say about it. I mean, quite frankly, if I ask them, they'll probably just say, well, it doesn't matter. Whoever we go against, we can certainly beat them. Which is possible because Chelsea is, in fact, again, super talented, loaded team, and they are, they are the defending champions, so who knows? So the new results bring up FC Salzburg versus Bayern Munich. Sporting CP versus Manchester City, Benfica versus Ajax, and again Chelsea versus Lille, Atletico Madrid versus Manchester United, Villarreal versus Juventus, Inter Milan versus Liverpool, and Paris Saint-Germain versus Real Madrid. Now the main matches that I have my eyes on is Atletico versus Manchester United, Inter Milan versus Liverpool, and Paris Saint-Germain versus Real Madrid. I mean, I'm definitely going to have my eyes on Bayern Munich, but I'm pretty sure that there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to be able to easily take care of business against FC Salzburg. And I mean no disrespect to FC Salzburg, but when you go against a Bayern Munich team that's got good talent, a unique winning mentality, a high level of concentration, and a strong ability to play as a team, I mean... As far as I'm concerned, this is a David versus Goliath match, and in this match, David has no chance. I mean, they said that he had no chance when he fought when he fought Goliath with with a stone in one hand and a stick in the other. But uh, I mean, come on, I mean this one, come on. Bayern Munich versus FC Salzburg. I mean, you know, how in the hell could Bayern Munich just not be able to get it done unless Bayern Munich deliberately throws the game away, which I don't think they will do. Why would they ever do that? That's not Bayern Munich. They would never intentionally do that. They would never damage their history and their reputation. They would never do anything to damage the sport of soccer, even though it's been heavily damaged because of UEFA corruption and all that kind of shit. Again, unwanted drama. But the bottom line is, Bayern Munich lays down for absolutely nobody. They will play you. They will respect you, whether you're a small club, whether you're a heavyweight. The bottom line is, Bayern Munich plays with respect. All right. Well, Sporting CP versus Manchester City, unfortunately, I mean, Sporting CP could do its best, but unfortunately, it's definitely heavily relied on Manchester City. And speaking of uh, Manchester City, they've just won their seventh consecutive EPL game. Uh, they beat Leeds United and scoring seven goals. So, I mean, Manchester City, certainly the favorite here, but, you know, Manchester City can win the EPL and make it to the make, make it to the Champions League final, which happened last season. And, uh, well, the Champions League final certainly did not go their way now, did it? Sorry, Joe. 
Now you got Benfica and Ajax. Well, not to waste any time, I mean, Benfica did, in fact, prevent Barcelona from beating them, holding them to a 0-0 draw, which is super ideal for Benfica. But as far as uh, they go against Ajax, I, I have to say that Ajax is definitely, the heavily, is definitely heavily favored. But I still don't think I want to count out Benfica. Now we got Chelsea for Zilla, and I explained everything already. Lille, you know, as we know, won Ligue 1 last year, although they're, they're not doing too good in uh, Ligue 1 play at the moment. You know, Lille actually winning a group, you know, that also be, involved Sevilla, who was the heavily favored to win the group. And Sevilla, or Seville, excuse me, they're actually no longer in the Champions League. They've been relegated to the Europa League. So, there's that. But Chelsea is definitely the heavily favorite. Excuse me, those damn allergies. But I refuse to count out Lille. You know, if Lille wins, lo loses both games, like, if, if they were to lose game one, one nothing, and then lose both games, like, one nothing or 2-1, to one, you know, that's a bit... At least they went down... They went out with their heads up because they challenged Chelsea. I mean, they challenged a huge Premier League heavyweight who were the defending champions of the Champions League. And they challenged them big time. They didn't let Chelsea just destroy them like that. So that's something to be proud of for Lille. But as we know in Lille's case, what matters to them out of anything is to get it done and get to the next round. So that's what they want to do. Alright. Now we get to Atletico Madrid and Manchester United. Now I'm going to go deep into these games, you know, uh, after the break. But uh, I'm going to see what like that. But I should mention that Atletico Madrid was... Basically, at one point, buried in fourth place. And they had to beat. And I mean, they had to beat Porto to actually get the spot in second. Because it came down to the point where if they drew against Porto, and if AC Milan beat Liverpool, Atletico Madrid would finish fourth. Fourth. And imagine if what would have, imagine this moment right now as we're speaking if that had happened. I mean, as we know, my good friend and my mentor, Steve, in beautiful and sunny Southern California, obviously is not a fan of Diego Simeone. So obviously, as we know, if, had AC Milan beaten Liverpool and Atletico Madrid not get it done against Porto, Atletico Madrid would have finished fourth, and Steve would be, well, to say that he would be overjoyed, well, ladies and gentlemen, that would be a major understatement. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but for Atletico Madrid, you know, and, and I shouldn't mention, you know, for AC Milan to not even beat Liverpool, and Liverpool rested their defense. I mean, the only stars they had was Mo Salah and Sadio Mane, but AC Milan could have very well taken advantage of the reserve defense that Liverpool had deployed. But it didn't happen. I mean, from what I understand, I didn't actually watch the game, but, but from what I understand is that Zlatan Ibrahimovic was... Uh, well, it wasn't a good day for him, so I'll just leave it at that. So, we'll get too deep into details in the, in the, after the break, but... Moving on to Villarreal and Juventus. Well, Villarreal won the Europa League last year, and Villarreal actually beat, beat Atalanta to uh, secure second place because the group was won by none other than Manchester United. So, as far as this goes, I would definitely give the advantage to Juventus, but... Even Juventus knows they cannot underestimate Villarreal. I mean, I would believe that Manchester United underestimated them last year in the Europa League final, and that and that cost them. But but Villarreal, you know, beating Atalanta on the road, 
is definitely something huge, so Juventus better watch out. And then we got Inter Milan and Liverpool, and you know the uh, you know, PSG and Real Madrid. So I'm gonna go deep into detail along with the Atletico Manchester United game in, in a little bit. But you know Inter Milan, you know uh, losing their final game, you know, and you know to Real Madrid, who by the way did not have Kareem Benzema. But as Steve uh, kindly reminded me, Real Madrid was loaded, so you so Inter Milan probably didn't have a chance, but. But you know, Inter Milan's certainly gonna have their, hand, their hands full against Liverpool and PSG versus Real Madrid. I mean, well, even though it's even though it's uh, we're no longer gonna see Ronaldo versus uh, versus uh, Messi for the time being, at least. I mean, anything could happen. Might see it in the future in, in this tournament. At least we're gonna see Lionel Messi against Real Madrid again. So, so for Lionel Messi, he's going to, he's going up against a team that he's very very familiar with and. Uh, so PSG fans certainly have something to be excited about. I mean, the same thing goes for Neymar. Neymar, so, and you know what, what's super interesting is that Kylian Mbappe is heavily linked with a move to Real Madrid because he's about to leave Paris Saint Germain. So, uh, I, I, I guess it's safe to say that shit is gonna get real if it hasn't already. Well, ladies and gentlemen, please allow me to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. I will be right back. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And ladies and gentlemen, I am back. I am the Bear of Texas, and this is Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. And now it is time for me to go into deep detail about the three big matches that I have my eyes on more than any of them. Atletico Madrid versus Manchester United. Well, both teams are really kind of a bit of a dilemma when it comes to their domestic play, uh, respectively. Because I am taking a look at La Liga. Excuse me, those allergies are killing me. I deeply apologize. And Atletico Madrid is now in fourth. Was that, they were a little bit lower. Uh, well, I think they were a little bit lower a couple of days ago. But, you know, Atletico Madrid is basically thir- 13 points behind Real Madrid who's in first. And, you know, Real Madrid is eight points clear of Sevilla. Of Seville, excuse me. I hope, I, I hope I'm saying that right. If it's Sevilla or... But I'm sick with Seville. So anyway, Real Madrid is um, eight points clear of Seville. You know who's at thirty? Who's who's uh, basically who's in second? And Atletico Madrid's in 29th, Although they're tied with Real Sociedad, who's in fifth. So it's the goal differential that gives Atletico Madrid a bit of the advantage right now. But you know, Atletico Madrid is at eight wins, five draws, and three losses. And they're coming off a two nothing loss to Real Madrid in the in the uh, traditional uh, Madrid derby. And, you know, I mean, Atletico Madrid really, uh, 
just was a bad day for them against Los Blancos. But Atletico Madrid, I mean, it was bad enough that the drama was going on in the, in the Champions League. Because, you know, keep in mind, you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at things went for Atletico Madrid. I mean, finishing second in the group with two wins, one draw, and three losses. I mean, that's pure luck. I mean, Liverpool finished a perfect 6-0, but, you know, the fact that you had more losses than wins and you, still, and you get second, I mean, that's just so bad. I mean, so much for this group of death because, you know, Liverpool, Liverpool just ran it over like a freaking steamroller, and Liverpool's just been doing so good as of late, so... Uh, Atletico Madrid really, uh, I, I don't know, but Manchester United won their group, but, you know, lately, you know, they're actually, you know, under new management with uh, Ralph Rangnick, and, you know, Manchester United has some talent, of their own. of course, there's Ronaldo, there's Fernandez, Rashford, Mason Greenwood, Jesse Lingard, you know, Donny Van de Beek, I mean, there's all that talent there, and no doubt on my mind that Ralph Rangnick is going to formulate a plan to the best of his ability to find a way to beat Atletico Madrid in both in both legs in order to advance to the uh, to the final eight or next eight I should say yeah the next eight the qu- the quarterfinals but anyway um as far as this goes you know what's exciting is you know you got, you got Diego Simeone you know you know and things are uh, all the drama going on at Atletico Madrid, you know, this because with all the bad results, you know, Atletico Madrid has talent as well, you know, ranging from Suarez, of course, to Antoine Griezmann, to Yannick Carrasco, Thomas Lemar, Kieran Trippier, you know, so it's definitely going to be super, it's it's definitely going to be a very interesting, uh, it's, it is definitely an interesting matchup, uh, no doubt about it, but... As far as this one, I mean, this can, this can go either way. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. And as I'm looking, uh, as I'm looking at it, the first meeting is actually going to be in Madrid, February February twenty third of next year. The first meeting is in Madrid, so I would say it's going to be it's going to be difficult, more difficult for the Red Devils because they have to start off on the road. But I feel like this could go either way, but. It's hard for me to pick the favorite, but I'm going to stick to that right now. This could go either way. Both teams have a 50-50% chance of winning, but as I know, Ralph Rangnick, you know, as the manager of Manchester United, you know, and so far Manchester United is doing better under him. The result, the results were not the most convincing because, you know, his first two uh, games in charge with the uh, in in EPL play, Manchester United has only won one nothing in both games. So I mean, especially you know not doing so well against Norwich City. So, but you know, Ralph Rangnick has just gotten started. You know, he's not going to turn the team around just like that. But but I'm pretty confident by the time February 23rd of next year rolls around, Manchester United is going to be a whole lot better than they are right now. So I guess we just have to be patient. But no doubt on my mind, uh, Diego Simeone is going to you know. To the best of his ability as well, he's going to conjure up a plan to beat Manchester United. But uh, but the way things stand is, uh, even with Manchester United getting better, I still give it a 50-50 chance for both teams. So this could pretty much go either way. Alrighty then. So now we get to Inter Milan versus Liverpool. Well, Inter Milan really had an interesting uh, group uh, session. 
But Inter, Inter Milan is doing very, very well in Serie A. You know, 12 wins, 4 uh, draws, and 1 loss. 40 points, they're on top, and they're actually trailing. They're being tra- they're actually being trailed. By, well, I should say AC Milan, their, uh, fellow, inter- uh, their fellow, fellow Milan neighbors, excuse me, I can't talk, trail them only by 1 point, and AC Milan also has 12 wins and 3 draws and 2 losses, so... So it's 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 just so interesting to see that both Milan teams are fighting for the top spot in the Serie A. We got Juventus in seventh with twenty eight points. That's twelve points uh, shy of first place. And you got Atalanta in third and Napoli in fourth. So I guess what I'm saying is it, it's just so interesting to to see that the top four of Serie A, you know, without Juventus. So, but Inter Milan is doing pretty good in Serie A. As far as the uh, as far as things go in the Champions League, I'm definitely gonna take a look at you know once again uh, how how they did in the in the in the group. I mean, I I know the results already. Finished with three wins, one draw, two losses. And I should mention their two losses were only to Real Madrid. So I guess it's safe to say that Real Madrid and Inter Milan are really building up quite the rivalry, and that rivalry may intensify in the next few years. I mean, maybe two three years from now. Real Madrid and Inter Milan could be one of the most fiercest rivalries in soccer, and there's going to be a lot of history written in it. It could definitely go to the history books. But I would like that. Real Madrid and Inter Milan. That actually that, that puts a nice ring to it. Anyway. So going to Inter Milan, uh, looking at how they're good they're doing in uh, Serie A. Liverpool, on the other hand... In Premier League, in the Premier League, they're in second place, and they trail Manchester City by four points. They're eleven wins, four draws, and one one loss. So, you know, Liverpool, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I'm not sure exactly where their last uh, EPL loss was. Um, actually, taking a look now, it was actually no, it was actually uh, November seventh when they lost to West Ham on the road, uh, three to two. So, and you know, and, and you know, previously they drew against Brighton, so. So, and that was after uh, they destroyed Manchester United at Old Trafford, five nothing. So, Liverpool is actually doing very, very good in uh, in EPL play. But I have to confess something, ladies and gentlemen, that I really believe that Liverpool somehow I I don't know why I really don't, but I just believe that Liverpool might have the best chance of actually winning the title again. Probably because it's because of their mentality, but Manchester City also has that mentality, that winning mentality, the ability to work as a team. But you know, keep in mind, Liverpool's won the title six times. I believe that's the second, six or seven times. I'm not sure exactly. I mean, I know they won at least six, but you know, Liverpool, Liverpool is being challenged right now. So, in Manchester City, like I said, you know, their first one is against, is against Sporting CP, which is not too much of a challenge, although it could be, but, you know, anything could happen. But with Liverpool being challenged first, and if they, not, they knock off Inter, if they knock off Inter Milan and they go on the next challenge and then they do that again, Liverpool is going to be motivated and heavily even more focused. So that's why I believe that they, should, they could actually be the favorite out of all the four English teams in the round of 16 or the knockout stage to actually win the title. And this is no disrespect to Manchester City. I mean, I don't doubt that Manchester City could face a challenge in the next round, but, you know, just imagine if Liverpool and Manchester City, I mean, I don't know if it's possible if they could meet up again, but if they were to meet up in the quarterfinals or the, or the semifinals, now that, ladies and gentlemen, will put asses in the seats. That will glue eyeballs to the TV screen. That will draw 
that's a match that the world wants to see. In a, in a Champions League, the loser is eliminated, the winner goes on. Liverpool versus Manchester City. That's what the world would love to see. I can tell you that right now. Uh, personally, that's I, I would love to see it. If magically, I, I don't I don't even know if, if this could possibly happen. I mean, I you know, but you know, just, just imagine if this were to happen in the final. But you know, I, I'm obviously uh, really uh, putting up my imagination right now. But uh, anyway, the bottom line is Liverpool is pretty freaking good and. I think Liverpool is definitely going to take the fight to Inter Milan. Or I don't know if I should say it's Liverpool that's going to take the fight to them. Or if it's Inter Milan that's going to take the fight. Hell, I think both teams will take the fight to each other. Because both teams are well respected and they're pretty damn good. So, there you go. So, as far as the, as far as the favorite goes. You know. I Even though I just said that Liverpool has the best chance. this I still feel like this could be 50-50. Because we all knew that we all said that Liverpool would beat Atletico Madrid a few years ago, and Atletico Madrid knocked them out of the Champions League, and Liverpool were the defending champions. So that's why I think anything could happen, especially with Liverpool. Liverpool could come in with all their guns loaded, and then something can go can go wrong, and boom. But I don't see it happening this time. I do. I mean, even though I said fifty fifty percent chance, I do believe that Liverpool. I mean. Well, you know, I, I shouldn't say that. If I say 50-50, I should stick to that. But I would say uh, Liverpool's definitely not going to make the mistake of underestimating their opponent because that's what cost them against Atletico Madrid just just a few years ago. So so I'm sticking with 50-50%, you know, 50-50 chance to both teams. And uh, we'll just have to sit back, wait and see how things go. But uh, may, the best may, may, the be may, may the best bet club win. Excuse me, I'm just having a hard time talking. I deeply apologize. Anyway, last but not least, Paris Saint-Germain versus Real Madrid. Now, this is definitely something I'm going to have to find the way to make time to sit down and watch this game because this is the match that I want to see every minute of it. As much as I want to see... I mean, the same thing goes for Inter Milan and Liverpool, and the same thing goes for Atletico Madrid and Manchester United. But PSG and Real Madrid... Now that is on a whole different level, folks, I can assure you. You know, both teams are loaded. There's no doubt about that. Now PSG and Real Madrid know each other very well because we all remember in the round of 16 of the 2018 Champions League, both clubs met. And Real Madrid eliminated PSG in a humiliating fashion. Real Madrid went on to win their third straight title. So basically, this rematch, PSG versus Real Madrid in the round of 16, is a match in the ma is a rematch in the making that's got that's been going three years. I should say it's a rematch that's over three years in the making. In other words, yes, it's definitely a rematch that the world wants to see. Be because this time Paris Saint Germain has more talent. I mean, this time they have Lionel Messi and they have more talent than they did three years ago. Okay, Real Madrid. The last, uh, you know, but um, before last season's Champions League, they were knocked out of the Champions League in the round of 16 two consecutive times after they won their third straight title. And P and PSG really, they're still chasing the title because, you know, when, when they were the runners up in the in the 2019-2020 episode, uh, excuse me, uh, C uh, tournament, you know, they lost to Bayern Munich in the final and. 
PSG, you know, was hoping to, re- to redeem themselves last year, but they they lost in the semifinals to Manchester City. So, you know, and, and what was uh, what's just so humiliating for PSG after uh, how they lost to Manchester City was because PSG knocked out Barcelona and Bayern Munich to get to the final four. Starley thought if this time PSG might actually be able to get it done. They knocked out Barcelona, and then they knocked out the defending champions Bayern Munich in a very convincing fashion. I was like, dude, this might be the best PSG team that we the world's ever seen. They might actually win the title in a dominating form. But it did not happen. PSG, you see, that's been the problem with PSG for, for several years. And I've been saying this for so for a long time, only to get be met with serious backlash because some people just don't understand what I'm saying. This is no disrespect. This is nothing personal. But what good does it do to Paris Saint-Germain if they're spending all that money on very expensive talent and they are not winning the title? What good does it do? It does not do any good. And, and anything, it's negativity. Negative publicity. Humiliation. What ifs. You know, written in the history books. You know, this is more than the fact that this might be the last time we see Kylian Mbappe in a PSG uniform because if he's headed to Real Madrid. Okay. I mean, even if PSG were to lose Kylian Mbappe, I mean, they still have some heavily, heavy talent there, but... But PSG, as we know, they're, you know, lately, despite having all that talent, they are not putting up convincing results. We saw that against Manchester City when they lost to Manchester City. We saw that when they tied against Club Bruges in the first game. We saw that when they drew against RP Leipzig. We've even been seeing that in League Elm play. PSG has all that talent. Super, like, I would say well over, probably almost... Probably nearly $2 billion worth of talent, and they're not putting up convincing results. That is unacceptable. Okay? So PSG is really... I, I, I would say that PSG might have, the, might have the advantage as far as talent goes, but... Uh, like I said, if you're not putting up the good results, then then what then what good does it do? So that, that that's why from from a realistic realistic standpoint, Real Madrid has to be the favorite. I mean, Real Madrid too has very expensive talent and unique talent as well. You know, they're being managed by Carlo Ancelotti, who, in my opinion, is the goat of Italian uh, managing of soccer. Hell, I would say, you know what? Carlo Ancelotti is the goat of Italian soccer as far as managers go. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced. I mean, no, no disrespect to Marcelo Lippi. No disrespect at all, but in my honest opinion, it's Carlo Ancelotti who's the goat of Italian soccer in the terms of managing. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but hey... Carlo Ancelotti led led Real Madrid to the Champions League title once. That was back in 2014. And you know what? He can definitely do it again because he's got more talent. He's got talent. Well, he had talent then, but you know now there's some younger talent. I mean, there's some new newer names, and Real Madrid's been doing very good. I mean, we we talked earlier how they're doing in in La Liga. So, you know, and with Real Madrid, you know, having loaded talent of their own, you know, and and when, and when it comes to pressure between these two teams. We all know that Paris Saint-Germain has crumbled, crumbled under under pressure. I mean, that happened against Manchester City when they lost that game. That happened to them last year in the sem- in the semifinals. They crumbled under pressure. They lost both games to Manchester City. They crumbled under immense pressure. So it's been convinced. I mean, that's what happens in the, in the final against Bayern Munich. They could not handle it. So when it comes to pressure between the two teams, Paris Saint-Germain is at a huge disadvantage. 
That's why I'm convinced. That, I mean, I could have said 50-50. I mean, maybe some this could, game could still go 50-50. But I really believe that Real Madrid is the favorite. Because Real Madrid, you know, they know they know what they they know what it, I mean. Even though they lost, you know, after winning their third title, they lost in the round of sixteen back to back times. But you know, now that they have a good manager, I mean, Zidane was a great is a good manager as well. But now that they they're also with a new uh, with a great manager as well, you know, with Ancelotti, you know, and, and with a new direction, with new play style, and things are just going very very well so far. I really just believe in my heart that Real Madrid's the favorite, but. If Real Madrid fails and PSG succeeds, then, you know, perhaps PSG decided to defy the odds and, you know, battle all the pressure and say, screw it, we're Paris Saint-Germain, we have that talent, it's time that we get our heads out of our asses, it's time that we get serious, that we eliminate arrogance, we eliminate our cocky attitudes, we take Real Madrid seriously, and we prove to the world that we can put our good talent to use the proper way. So... In, in, in my head, it's 50-50, and what I mean by that is that part of me says it could go that PSG can win. But part the other part of me says that Real Madrid is definitely the favorite because of all those aspects I explained. Overall, at the end of the day, all I want from a fan's perspective and a sports writer's perspective is a very good game. So I have a great story to tell, ladies and gentlemen, because that is what it's all about. Ladies and gentlemen... Into the Net FC is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me this evening. I will see you all next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.